0: All right, my friends. What's up? Brent here from Learn Jazz Standards. Welcome to another episode of the Learn Jazz Standards podcast, where I'm answering your jazz and music-related questions five days a week to help you shorten the learning curve, to have more fun than ever playing music, and reach your potential as a jazz improviser. All right, we have a great question today from Paul Elwood. Let's give it a listen. Hi there. Uh, what, so when I play extemporaneously, Um, I'm thinking about chord tones and passing notes too, but mostly chord tones, or I'm thinking about uh, arpeggios made from, you know, modes or or scales. Uh, But my guess is, I think I must be missing something because my thought is either one or the other. So do you have some advice on how to connect those two things together? That's my question. All right. That's a great question, Paul. And you aren't missing anything. I just want to kind of put that out there first. Really, a lot of other listeners right now have this exact question, right? We we start kind of with this approach of let's play this scale over this chord, or here's the chord tones, aka arpeggios of you know a two five one. Right, we have a two five one. Let's say we're a two five one in B flat, right? And we we figure out these chord tones. And that's all well and good because we need to know where those chord tones are on our instrument so that, yeah, that's the starting place. That's a foundation for improvisation. That's really being aware of where those chord tones are is, you know, how the great jazz musicians sound like they're actually playing the chord changes in their solos. They're so hyper aware of what those things are, right? And we could say the same for scales, right? I mean two five one and B flat major. We could play C Dorian over the two chord. We could play F mixolydian over the five chord. And then of course, over the one chord we could play the B flat major scale. Right, and and those would make sure that you're playing the right notes, quote unquote, the correct notes. You're not playing quote unquote wrong notes, right? We're not playing, uh, you know, B major ideas, for example, over top of a B flat major. We're in the key center, okay. And so, scales and arpeggios are great tools to help you get your foot in the door and get the ball rolling. But what you kind of mentioned there is that you're stuck thinking about one or the other. And really there lies the problem. It's not the thing that you're missing. It's just the problem with theory and the problem with thinking about improvising too much is it is impossible for us to think about all of the things that are actually happening. That's not to say that great jazz improvisers aren't thinking at all. We talked about this, you know, in a previous week of the podcast, someone asking about, should I be thinking while I'm improvising? And the answer was, yes, you can think while you're improvising. Like you could make little tiny decisions or thinking about, I want to move over here in my lines, or I want to do that. But ultimately the great jazz improvisers are really not thinking about the chord tones or the lick that they're going to play here. They're kind of letting the music flow. And so it becomes more of a subconscious sort of thing. So, my recommendation here is remember that scales and arpeggios are a great practice room thing, but we need to work on bridging the gap and getting to that state of mind of improvisation. There's a great framework that you can think about with doing this. This works great with scales, of course, but. Let's use the context of learning a jazz lick, right? So in the same way, like a jazz lick is is more musical than an arpeggio or a scale, right? But it's still just sort of this, this stagnant piece of music material that, you know, may or may not be within the musical context that you're actually playing, regardless of whether it's the same chord progression you're playing over. So start by learning the material, right? So you learn the lick, you learn the arpeggios, you learn the scales. So you start by learning that material. The next step is you recompose that material, okay? So again, let's just use the jazz lick for simplicity of explanation here. You look at that jazz lick that you learned and you memorized, and you go, how can I change this just a little bit to say it just a slightly different way? So now all of a sudden, we're using a different skill in our brain, we're not just, you know, thinking about what notes we're going to play. We're now going, okay, how can I make something creative out of this that actually is my own thing? So that's recomposition. And then we can go to the next step, which is composition, where you're going to compose, perhaps it's over that 251 core progression, right? You're going to compose your own line. Really, that's just my pet lick, but you know, let's say you compose that line, and it, it's not the same as the line that you learned. It's just a little bit different. It has a different flair to it, but it might be borrowing some of the concepts. Like, it might be boring, like I'm playing the sharp nine and the flattened nine, right? These altered ideas, and it resolves to the third, maybe, of the one chord, right? So if I'm analyzing it by theory, that's how I would think about it, but... Maybe it borrows some of those ideas, but it's still your own original idea. So now it's 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 much more this creative expression. We're practicing using a different part of our brain. And then the last step would be improvise. So we have that two, five, one over B flat, and maybe we get a backing track going, or maybe we get a loop going, or just a drum track going, and we just spend a lot of time improvising and creating great lines, right? Right. And we just like play around and I, I don't care if you don't sound that good or, or or whatever. That's fine. The idea is you're experimenting. Right. And may, maybe you're playing some quote unquote wrong notes, but then you're going, OK, let's resolve that. Right. You let your ear guide the way. And this is how we start improvising. Right. We start forgetting about thinking about the chord tones, thinking about the scales, thinking about the exact lick we want to play, and instead think about where should we let our ear take us instead. Now, one more exercise and that I think is a really good thing to, again, further practice this mindset of just letting go and letting your ear and your subconscious and your instincts follow the way, and that is just simply to play free, and I've talked about this before on the podcast. So... Let's just say there's no chords involved. There's no lick involved. There's no time involved. You're just starting with a note and just saying, hey, where's my ear going to take me? might be in a certain key, your ear might bring you back to a certain key, you might play a note that's not in the key, and so you decide to follow it somewhere else. And again, the idea is we're practicing playing melodies, we're practicing not thinking about scales and arpeggios. So that's really the trick, right, is using the practice room to think and using the idea of improvising, especially when we play live or anything like that or with other musicians. And we try to turn that side off a little bit, right? Maybe not completely, but just a little bit more. Because the more that we're thinking about things, just like you know Paul mentioned, it's impossible to think about everything all at once. You have to let your ear guide you. You have to let your instinct guide you. And the more jazz standards you learn, the more solos you learn by ear, the more you compose your own stuff, the more you improvise and you practice, that's how things start becoming more natural And as long as you're having fun along the way, it can be a really enjoyable exploration. All right, so that's all for today's episode. Remember that knowledge without action isn't really knowledge at all. Remember that a lot of practice time isn't near as good as just a little bit of really good practice time. All right, so make sure you subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. Would love to make sure that you're getting these episodes every day because you never know when the next episode is the one that's gonna really move the needle for you and you're playing and give you a great idea to move forward with. All right, my friends, happy practicing and we'll see you in the next one.